chapter James 2. I mentioned this morning how we had gotten a chance to sing a few songs at, uh, at, uh, Ebenezer Dadabo's, uh, retirement party and, uh, their, uh, their church is predominantly from Ghana, Africa and didn't even really think about what I was doing, just asking God to direct and help us. And, uh, they said, you can say a few words when you come up there and, and, and greet everybody. And, and, uh, it, it was more of a, more of a party than a, than an atmosphere, than a church atmosphere. But you know, uh, you know, we just bring God with us. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, got up there and, uh, just really had thought to just my first words. I just grabbed the microphone and said, God is good. And, uh, didn't even consider that in a lot of other churches in other nations. I've heard it in, in Greek Orthodox churches. I know there's a woman that we, uh, we buy Greek food from sometimes out in the Eastern market and, uh, we greet her and, uh, I'll say, God is good. And she'll say all the time. And, uh, when I said, God is good, everybody said all the time. And I said, all the time. And they all responded, God is good. And he is good all the time. Amen. And it's good to just rest in that. To know that when situation and circumstances might not seem so good, God is good. And he is our foundation. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence here tonight. We thank you for the love that we feel. And God and and you have been so good to us, and it's only because of you. And I ask you, please, to help me, Lord, to just just obey you tonight. Be sensitive to your spirit and your direction, God, and help us all to just receive what you have intended for us tonight, Lord. Teach us, guide us, Lord, and, and help us, Lord, just, just draw closer to you. We love you so very much, and we ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. James 2. We're going to read some of the context of this in a bit. Uh, James 2, verse 26, says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. God bless you. You can be seated. I, uh, I'm always amazed. I'm always amazed. But, you know, you can't hardly just do anything but expect God to show up and, and weave a service together like this. And, and, uh, wow, the testimonies were just everything, everything that I'm preaching tonight. Hallelujah. Because in the word of God, I have recently heard a lot of different people, preachers and, and Christians that like to put things out there on, on, on the internet that, that really struggle a lot with, uh, with James talking about how works fits into your faith. And I've said this to you and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but just to give some context of it, you know, we, we can't earn our salvation. We can't be good enough to be saved. It's Jesus who is our savior. And we understand the book of Ephesians tells us that we are saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's right. And uh, not to belittle it, but there are people that can quote uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 are a dime a dozen. Really, that's a, a Bible verse that so many are, 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 are 
are reaching out to him. It's beautiful, but verse 10 tells us we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And because there's been so much false religion and legalism that teaches people how to be good to be accepted by God and what kind of sacraments and what kind of rituals will cause you to be saved, that we make it a very clear thing that, that it's his blood, his substitutionary death. Amen. He took our place. It's a sacrifice that he made for us. It's his burial. It's his resurrection. But in that understanding, there has become... See, you know what? If, if you're so careful not to cross the middle line, be careful not to cross the middle line because there's traffic coming in that other lane. But if you overcompensate, there's trees on the side of the road that you don't want to be so careful that you make an equal but opposite error and go into the ditch. And so often, churches are so good at seeing a problem and then making a bigger problem. And the idea that every time you talk about making a good choice to, 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 to please God and to, to, to do something for God by, by your decision and by your energy, there will always be a crowd of people saying, Oh, that's works. You can't earn yourself. Nobody's trying to earn their salvation. But we're created in Christ Jesus, recreated, really, unto good works. That if Jesus lives in you, you're going to now be able to walk a walk of righteousness, of holiness. And the Bible is very clear. This doesn't contradict what Paul says over and over and over again. In fact, most of what Paul is talking about in context when he's talking about works, he's talking about the works of the law. Talking about going back into the Old Testament and doing those things to somehow gain favor with God. And he keeps having to tell them that's not it. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And it is Jesus. Amen. But faith is like, I mean, he says it's like faith is is the body. But the life that's in that body. Amen. Without works, it's like the spirit is gone. It's an empty shell is what it is to say, I've got faith and I believe. And and, and there's a lot of talk that happens, but without a life that backs that up, without action. Amen. I've said this so many times and uh, I I just uh, maybe you do. I don't get tired of it. But the fact that that uh, when you see. The death, the burial, the resurrection after the ministry of Jesus and, and all that he has done. He goes, he tells the disciples, go and uh, tarry in the city of Jerusalem. I'm going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. The promise of the Father is coming. Amen? Amen. And, uh, and it is the birth of a church, a New Testament church. Peter didn't have it till he got it on the day of Pentecost. Mary didn't have it until she was filled on the day of Pentecost. This is what the whole scripture was pointing to. You say, I thought it was pointing to the cross. Yes, but the cross was even pointing to a time. Remember what John said? He said, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. I baptize you with water, but he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. So the idea of the cross and forgiveness is still incomplete until it's applied to our lives so that we can be filled. 
The idea of forgiveness is so amazing that people stop there and real don't realize, hey, I'm forgiven so that I can now be the temple of the Holy Ghost. And if God's living in you, there's going to be some changes. He's going to clean some things out. He's going to put some things together. And if you let him, you just need to let him. Just say, God, rearrange the furniture of my life in a way that pleases you. Get yourself comfortable in here. You make, make, put everything. If there's something in there that you're not, you don't like, get it out of me. If there's something hanging on the walls of this, this tabernacle, this temple of flesh, God, just help me to just get rid of it. Oh, wait a minute. That's works. That's works. That's pleasing God. That is the spirit of the body. That is the, the action. The book of Acts that, that, that begins that New Testament experience is just that. Isn't it amazing? It, it doesn't, it's not called the, the, the faith of the apostles. The faith of the apostles is important. It's not even called the doctrine of the apostles or the, the holiness of the, it's called the acts of the apostles. Because he gave us power to act, to do, to be. Amen. Let me repeat myself. Uh, uh, I talked about it recently, talking about prayer. Uh, Prayer is so vital and it's so important to our lives. Nobody's going to deny that. But, you know, like faith, prayer, so often people get stuck and say, well, that I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. That can be the biggest cop out of of a Christian's life. Amen. I'm not I'm not devaluing prayer, but some prayer without action. Sometimes God in the Bible says, step aside, be quiet, be still. I've got this. And sometimes he says, well, get up and get busy. Get after it. I'm going to be your strength. I'm going to go before you. I got your back. Amen. There's promises in the word of God that 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 will tell you these things. Action. Action. Praise God. What I want to say to you tonight is one of the most common excuses that I hear. You know, uh, you hear it on your job. You hear it from, if, if you're a parent, you hear it from your children so often. You hear it from, from Christians so many times because, you know, we're, we're prone to fail. We're not afraid of that. Amen. If you try to do something for God, you're going to stumble sometimes. Sometimes when you mean the best, you have nothing but good intentions and you do your best. Sometimes you're going to go back and at least say, hmm, I I probably could have done that a little differently and done better. Amen. Don't be afraid of that. Sometimes you're going to stumble. Sometimes you're going to make mistakes. and, And so often, rather than let God help us grow through that process, learn from it. God will, God will, uh, sometimes he'll bring a little conviction, prick your heart a little bit, and you'll say, oh, I should have done it differently, and God help me to do that better. And you just say, thank you for not letting me uh, be comfortable with that mistake. Don't get, don't get afraid of, uh, of God's correction. We heard about that tonight. Don't be afraid of that. We've got this snowflake generation going on. And I'm not talking about folks out there. I'm talking about church members that are so afraid of, uh, uh, of just, I guess not around here. A lot of folks, you know, Oh, I need, I need, I need validation. Every little thing I do, even when I blow it, I want to No, no, just let God help you. That's love. It's not love letting you fail and just saying, Oh, it's so great. You're so awesome. Amen. 
If you're two years old and you're coloring outside of the lines, we'll still put your picture up on the fridge. But if you're 22, (laughs) amen. God wants to help you do better. Hallelujah. The excuse we use so often is, well, I didn't try it. Right? Right? You hurt somebody's feelings. You said something that was not kind. Oh, not you, you them. <laughs> you said something that, that inadvertently wasn't kind. Right. These folks didn't, had no idea. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, correction in this as well. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's important. Sometimes it's important for mature people, grown-ups. All right. God help us be grown-ups in Jesus. Yeah. Right. To be able to say, you know, what did you mean by that? I, 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 you know, sometimes people can be reckless and that's not okay. But so often we just kind of let it go by saying, I didn't try it. I wasn't trying to hurt your feelings. And I have kind of a, a dumb response. (laughs) I have something that nobody ever says, Oh, that's clever pastor. But lightheartedly, but it, there's some truth buried in it. Yeah. And I, and, and, uh, and I say, yeah, you, it just comes so naturally you didn't even have to try. Oh, wow. <laughs> not trying to be sharp, but the fact of the matter is that's humanity. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to try to fail. Yeah. Right. We don't have to try to do poorly. We don't have to try to hurt people's feelings. All right. All right. Really? Yeah. Generally speaking, there are people out there that have tried to hurt you, tried to do you wrong, tried to do you dirty, and I get that. We're not talking about them tonight. But you and me, sometimes it is so easy to fall short. Listen to me now. You don't have to try to hurt somebody's feelings. You don't have to try to fail. If you're going to do well, you have to try not to. If you're going to be a blessing, if you're going to be a help, if you're going to 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 do anything beneficial, right. nothing happens by itself yeah, right. in a positive direction. Things right. tend to decay. Things tend to fall to pieces. Weeds just tend to grow and grass tends to look like my yard right now. <laughs> in order to get things going well, you've got to put some effort into it. You've got to add some energy to it. Yeah. You don't have to try to mess up. Right. And the excuse to say, well, I didn't try it is not, it's not helpful. Right. It's not a good excuse. You have to try to do well. If you're going to do well in God, and that is the goal, isn't it? Say, is it the goal? Is it really the goal? It sure is. Because look, Matthew 25. You want to make it to heaven? You want to be saved? This is one place in the Bible that kind of describes that happening. Matthew 25, verse 23. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. Is that your idea of judgment day? Is that your day idea of coming in to the, through the gates 
We talked this morning about some things that just aren't in the Bible. <laughs> talked about some things that people uh, talk about all the time. It's just not there. And even this afternoon, somebody uh, was talking to me on the phone and, and talking to me about this great uh, mini-series about Jesus and how awesome this certain story was that they loved so much in the Bible. And they said, who was it, the one that did this and this? And I said, uh, what? <laughs> well, this happened and this happened. Is that one of his disciples, yeah, one of his followers and how he did this and this. I said, that's not in the Bible. That's a Hollywood script. Right. What? No, it's got, no, it's not. It's not. Be careful. Be careful. What kind of idea do you have about what it's going to be to stand before Jesus? Bible says the one that's going to enter into the joy of the Lord hears well done. How do you hear well done from Jesus when you didn't do well? You'll do well if Jesus is in your life. Well done, good and faithful servant. This is a parable of what it means. You'll see earlier that what happens is it's a landowner, a business owner that gives them part of his kingdom and says, take care of this until I come. I'm going to give you gifts. I'm going to give you uh money or talents, however you want to put it in, in the language that, that they translate this into, but I'm going to give this to you. Take care of it until I come back. And when he comes back, this man took what God gave him and increased it. He did something good with it. And he said, well done. You've done well, good and faithful servant. That did not happen easily or just Because we wish it to happen. This man had to make some choices that the benefits and the blessings that he received from God, I'm going to reinvest that in a life that is a blessing. I'm going to take what God has given me and I'm going to bless somebody else with it. I'm going to help somebody else with my testimony. I'm going to strengthen somebody else. Do you hear what I'm saying? That takes a choice. It's, you can sit back and lament all you want. Oh, I just, I don't, it just doesn't seem like anything happened. What are you doing? It's not fair. And doing well, growing in God doesn't happen wishing for it. Being strong in your faith doesn't happen. They came to Jesus and said, increase our faith. And he had a prescription for them, didn't he? Teach us to pray. And he could teach them. It just doesn't happen because you wish it or you talk about it. Ecclesiastes 5. If I would have thought of it, I would have told you to keep your finger there in Matthew 25. But you know where it is. We'll get back to it. Ecclesiastes 5. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes right there. It tells us that a dream. Ecclesiastes 5, 3. For a dream cometh through the multitude of business. I don't want to get sidetracked at all. This might be for another message, but sometimes it's good to sit back and say, God, what do you, what what direction do you want me to be going in? What's my next step? And, and, And let yourself dream a little bit. Let yourself think about God. What do you have for me? But those, those thoughts, those ambitions, those dreams don't come through. It says it, it happens through a multitude of business. Yeah. Somebody say doing. doing. Action. Amen. A fool's voice is known by a multitude of words. Right. That's what God said. 
That's that's pretty direct. Uh, any fool can just continue to chatter on with all the good intentions of what it's about. But it talks about someone who really accomplishes uh, something good. That dream is somebody who gets busy. Paul talked to the leaders of his day and one said that almost thou persuades me to be a Christian. Another one said, I'll hear you, but at a more convenient season. We don't have any record of either one of these coming back. They had excuses for their inaction. Doing well. If you want to hear well done, you can do well, but it's not going to happen because you just want it to happen. It's one thing to say you want something to happen. There's a lot of people that will talk about wanting to please God, but it takes a special kind of person that says, you know what? I'm not just talking about it. I'm going to do it. In fact, you don't really have to talk about it, do you? Amen. Amen. All you got to do is get busy. Start saying, Lord, help me to do more. And, and I, I don't know a whole lot, but just take a step. Take a baby step somewhere. Amen. Yes. God will start helping you, directing you. He's good that way. Amen. If you'll let him. Amen. Growing up in God, maturing in God doesn't happen accidentally. It doesn't happen by just talking about it. Learning takes business. Learning about God, learning how to be more like God, learning to be less like what we are and more like what he is. It takes time and it takes energy. It takes business to be able to say, okay, God, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be at this level of my faith the rest of my life. I want to grow. God will help you do it, but it's going to take some choices. Lukewarmness is a choice. It is. This is the hard truth that, that so many aren't willing to just they don't want to hear, but being lukewarm, being inactive, being, being mediocre is a choice. It's a choice to say my will is still important to me, sometimes more than God's will. And growing in God and doing more for God and being closer to God isn't as valuable to me. Say, no, 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 no. You know, it's, it's like the old adage, you know, not making a choice is, is a choice. Yeah. Neutrality is a choice to just say, I, I'm not, I'm not real excited about it. I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. I don't want to, I don't want to risk failing. So you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I, I just want to be more careful than that. I don't want to hurt. Listen, being a Christian, somebody's feelings are going to get hurt occasionally. Doing anything good. There's going to be, there's going to be, it's going to get dirty sometimes. The Bible talks about in the Old Testament where there's no ox. We preached about this before. The stall's clean. You can have a very clean stall, and you can brag about that clean stall and say, nobody's got a cleaner stall than this. I've seen your stall. My stall's cleaner. (laughs) And that person says, what do you keep in that stall? It's empty. So they can brag about not having all this dirt and all this problems and all that stank, right? Right. But the ox is where the strength is. The ox is how you get things done. The ox is the strength to, to pull the plow and to get the job done. But with it comes some, some dirt and some stink and some problems. So it's easy to sit back and say, well, I, I just want to be careful. There's, there's, you know, we talked about this one that said in Matthew 25 about he heard well done, good and faithful servant. But what about the other guy? Matthew 25, uh, turn back with it to with me. Matthew 25. Verse 23, we read, uh, the Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. 
Thou hast been faithful over a few things. Just be faithful in what God's given you. Use it to the best of your ability prayerfully. And God said, I'll make you ruler over many things. Don't worry about somebody else and what they're doing and how much they're doing. You do with what God's given you. And if, if you need more responsibilities, he'll be glad to give it to you. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Look at what verse 24. Then he which had received one talent, the one talent, came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. Look what it says. Let me... I, I, I just have a little bit of this, but I, I want to look a little bit, little bit farther than what I have in my notes. In Matthew 25, he says, I was afraid. And he has this great excuse. It sounds like it really honors God. You're so powerful and you're so awesome. And I didn't want to mess anything up. Yeah. I was afraid to do something wrong. So I have everything you gave me. Here it is, nice and clean. I didn't take any risks. I, I didn't try to, uh, I, I was so afraid I was going to lose something and that would have upset you, I'm sure. And he says, so here is that which is thine. Verse 26, and his Lord answered and said unto him, does he say, well done? Thou wicked and slothful servant. Wow. He said, you weren't careful, you were lazy. I didn't say that, he did. I'm just reading it to you. Your excuse is a thin veil over your laziness. You're worrying about doing something wrong that you wouldn't try to just do something right. Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest I reap where I sow not and I gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to exchangers and have... He said, you could have at least got with somebody else who has talents and helped them and got behind what they were doing. If you didn't know what to do, you could have encouraged somebody who was doing it. Yeah. Thou wast therefore to put my money to the exchangers, and then coming I would have my, received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which has ten talents. He, uh, he didn't do well. Yeah. If you're going to do well, you're going to have to try. It doesn't take any effort to fail. That's kind of our default mode, isn't it? Be honest with yourself. Say, well, I didn't try. Listen, if you offend somebody, if you do something wrong, just being able to say, well, I didn't try it. That's if you're going to be a blessing, if you're going to be a friend, you have to work at it. Amen. Amen. If you're going to have friends, it's so easy. So many people, you know, in. And being a part of what God is doing, it's so easy to sit back and say, well, God ought to do this and the church ought to do this and the people ought to do this. There's times where the Lord was just going to walk by unless they called out to him. Yeah. Right. Amen. Right. They had to act on, 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 on reaching out to him yeah. so many times. In James, the fifth chapter, just a few more minutes here. James 5, when we fail. If you're going to turn your failure into a positive, if you're going to get up and keep going and not quit, if you're going to learn from your mistakes and be wiser for them, you're going to have to work at that. Yes, sir. 
You will fail. You will stumble. You will misspeak sometimes. But in order to, to grow and, and mature and, and do better than that, you're going to have to, you're going to have to try. Amen. When you come to church, if you're not going to, if you're going to be a blessing and you're going to be a help rather than a detriment, you're going to have to try. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. You're going to have to say, I want to be a help. I want to be a blessing. Look what it says in James, uh, fifth chapter. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing with oil. In the name of the Lord, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another. And pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Sometimes when you're struggling, it's easy to allow the internal dialogue to just tie you up and bind you and tell you how it's not fair and it's not right and where's my help. And sometimes you need to reach for help. Sometimes you have to confess. We're not, we're not confessing uh, to one another to be to be forgiven of sins and to be uh but but we we reach out to one another and say hey i'm struggling yeah. i'm weak I, I i need some help and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do to be able yeah. to get back up sadly there's so many times it's so easier just to act like faults don't matter sins don't matter just god's so merciful and god so it doesn't matter who it hurt we're not going to make it right with our brother or our neighbor we're just we're just going to keep on going the way we're going god's so merciful everybody sins you sin and i sin it's no big deal but you know what i'm going to god's just mercy and forgiveness and but what really needs to happen is to learn and to be better and not not uh, not keep on making the same mistake over and over again right. and for that to happen you're going to have to get some, some better doctrine. This idea that we just, you know, we're just prone. That's the way it is. God just, I don't see it. I, I've, heard, I've heard preachers. There's a, there's a preacher from, from uh, just histor- history that, that is known as the prince of preachers in some of the uh, uh, denominations that are, that are very well known. And, and this man is, oh, we sin a thousand times a day in word, thought, and deed. That's just the way it is. Get used to it. It's, it's, like, it's almost like it's no big deal. That's just what you do. God just doesn't see it. How do you grow and learn if you don't say, hey, i got to get back up and make things right? Make your relationship right with God and say, God, I'm sorry. If you listen, God will, God will, God will tell you, hey. That was wrong. Prick your heart. Convict you. And you make it right. You go back to God and say, I'm sorry. Help me not do that again. If I hurt somebody else, I go back to them. And that's humbling. Should be humbling enough that it'll help you not to do it again. I don't want to have to humble myself. And, and, and that's, that's hard for me. But it's action. It's doing. Amen. It's doing. Once we start to look at our faults and our sins as just, ah, uh, you know what, don't, don't even think about it. You do it all the time too. I do it all the time. We're all good and everything. That's not, that's not what this Bible's talking about. Sometimes it's pray for me that I can do better. Pray for me that I'll learn from this. Pray for me that I'll grow. To get up from failing, to get up from your weakness, it's not going to happen naturally. Certainly not going to happen if you just have an attitude that says, well, I didn't try to fail. We're so good at it, we don't even have to try. It just comes naturally. We are. But if we 
confess our sins, if we confess our faults and say, God, God, I want to do better. It's going to take some trying. If you're going to get up tomorrow morning and do better than you did today, you're going to have to make up your mind. God, I'm going to rely on you more today than I did yesterday. I'm going to get my strength from you like I should have yesterday. I'm going to do better. If you're going to be a help and a blessing, you're going to have to go ahead and say, God, help me to be aware of the people around me that I can give and I can serve and I can help. It's not just going to happen by itself. It's going to happen by doing, by trying. Let's bow our heads in prayer. God's got a plan for you. God's got better for you. And it's not going to happen by talking about it or wishing. Growing in God, growing in faith, growing in our service to God. Dare I say it, it takes applying what we have. And if you'll just take that plunge, that belly flop, God's going to help you. God's going to work. Say, what, what if I... What if I stumble? What if I fail? Listen, he's going to work in spite of you. But he's going to use you and work through you nonetheless. It's not your perfection. It's your effort that says, I, I'm, I can't be satisfied just never learning, never growing, always just, just falling and making excuses for it acting like it's just not that big of a deal. Listen, nobody's trying to put you down for it. Nobody's trying to make a big deal out of it. But in order for you to learn to do better, to learn to grow, grow up in God, you're going to have to put forth some effort. Dream is going to come to pass through a multitude of business. But a fool's voice is heard by a multitude of words. God help us to be more than talk help us to act in your spirit to guide that you guide us and lead us lord that you would help us direct our paths to be more like you come on let's find a place to pray let's take some time and talk to him oh
God's going to help you. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't overthink it. Just let God help you every step of the way with a desire and a will to, to do more than just hope and talk about it. But Lord, help me to do what it takes to, to learn, to grow, to correct. Lord, help us, I pray. Lord, not to just settle in and accept a, a life of lukewarmness, mediocrity, God, but set us on fire for you. Help us, Lord, I pray, to just give our all to you, to be that living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service. Help us, Lord, to just surrender it all to you, and you'll lead us and guide us as your workmanship created in you for good works, God. Use us for your glory. Let's all stand, Father. Again, I thank you. Thank you for just everything, part of this service, God. So, such a blessing. Lord, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And I pray you just help us to take this with us and be doers of your word. Shine your light into our lives and help us to, Lord, trust you enough to take the steps that you lead us in. Now, bless each one, I pray. Keep us safe as we travel. Keep us in safety and protection, God. And we just give you every bit of the glory. It's only because of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church.